0: You are listening to a Bible-based message from River Rock Church in Belle Plaine, Minnesota. We invite you to join us Sundays at 10 a.m. We also encourage you to visit riverrockchurch.com for more information and resources. Now here is today's encouraging message from Pastor Chris Tyen. Hi, this is Pastor Chris from River Rock Church in Belle Plaine. Hey, does life seem disappointing to you? Have you grown weary of just plain existing? Has your excitement for living for Jesus dried up? Are you just plain tired of everything? Give me 20 minutes or so, because I have an encouraging message from God's Word for you. We've been in 1 Thessalonians these last few weeks, and last week I talked about how Jesus is going to return to come get his church. He's going to give us glorified bodies and prepare us for eternity, and it's going to be awesome. You can listen to that or watch that on our online services. But uh, today, let me briefly share with you three perspectives on how to live while waiting for Christ to return. Before I do that, I just want to say that you're invited to come to church. So this is a pre-recording uh, for what I'm going to say at Sunday at church. But we are meeting outside. Uh, we think we're going to be at Court Square Park tomorrow at 10 a.m. Uh, if we can't do that, then we'll go to Union Square Park or the Cricket Field. Uh, we'll put it on our website at 9 a.m. But come to church. Uh, church is so much better than just watching a video. How to live while waiting for Christ to return. It's easy to lose focus on the exciting things on God's agenda. It's easy to forget about the fact that Jesus is going to return and that he's going to reward those who are faithfully serving for serving him and living for him. Um, it's terrific and, ex- terrific and exciting uh, if you are a saved Christ follower, and it's terrifying if you are an unsaved uh, non-Christian. So number one, let's live like there's a big storm coming. Let's live like there's a big storm coming. Have you ever prepared for a big storm before? Uh, When I was a kid, uh, we were spending the summer down in Houston, Texas, and there was a hurricane coming. So uh, I took the advice of some of the neighbors and asked my dad if it was all right to put duct tape all over the windows. He thought that was a good idea, so I did. And then the storm went through and no windows blew out. It was totally unnecessary and messy. I took the duct tape off and then had to scrape it with a razor blade forever. Uh, It was just messy and unnecessary but i prepared for the storm it didn't happen kind of disappointing but i was safe in minnesota where it snows like often we don't always have warning that it's going to snow i mean sometimes the weatherman says it's going to snow when it doesn't snow a lot of times the weatherman says the weather's going to be great and then it's not so then there's a blizzard that comes so we need to constantly uh, live prepared uh because we could get caught in a snowstorm a matter of fact, in all my years of winter driving, last spring was the worst storm I've ever been in. I knew I was on a familiar road, but I also knew that the farmers had dug moats, huge ditches in between their cornfields, their farm fields and the road. And I surely didn't want to go down in that ditch, in those ditches. So I was driving, it was dark, snow was coming down heavy. Uh, You couldn't see where the road was. You couldn't see where the edge of the road was. The snow was hypnotizing. It caused me to feel anxious. I was praying that I'd be able to get through. I did. I knew which direction the road went. I had a general idea of what came next as I was going from uh, farmer's driveway to farmer's driveway. But um, it it was tough. And if you don't know uh, what direction you're going, if you don't know what's happening, then it's really tough to get through a storm. Uh, another thing you can do in a storm is you can help other people out. So I have pulled a lot of people out of a ditch, out of the ditch before. Um, I've got my truck with some tow ropes, and uh, sometimes I'm able to to help people and uh, help rescue them. Anyway, um, kind of a long intro. Let's read the Bible passage. First Thessalonians chapter five, verse one. Uh, Paul writes to the Thessalonians because they're asking about what's going to happen uh, when Jesus until Jesus comes back. When will Jesus come back? All right, here's what he writes. Verse one. Now concerning how and when all this will happen, your brothers and sisters, we don't really need to write to you. Uh, For you know quite well that the day of the Lord's return will come unexpectedly, like a thief in the night. When people are saying everything is peaceful and secure, then disaster will fall on them as suddenly as a pregnant woman's labor pains begin and there will be no escape. So Paul is writing again to the church at Thessalonica, asking, uh, answering their questions about the return of Jesus. I personally think there's a break between what Paul is talking about between chapter 4, uh, when Jesus comes in the air to get his church, and chapter 5, when Jesus returns to earth. So um, the day of the Lord, I think, can be that time for when Jesus comes to get his church uh, until he returns at the end of the tribulation. I think that's all considered the day of the Lord. Uh, anyway, that's called eschatology, and you can learn more about that on your own. But I want to talk about uh, these three perspectives. And one, there is a storm coming, the storm of Jesus' return coming. So, Isaiah 13, 9 says, For see, the day of the Lord is coming, the terrible day of his fury and fierce anger. The land will be made desolate, and all the sinners destroyed with it. So, it was prophesied that the sinners that anger God would be destroyed. Uh, God's been so patient, but not forever, uh, not for long. Someday the Lord is going to return and make things right. So Matthew 24, Jesus talks about the return that the disciples wanted to know. Uh, And so Jesus gives them an idea of what's going to happen when he returns, what's going to happen at the end of the church age. And so anyway, um, I think when Jesus shared all this, he didn't do it in chronological order. But let me just read uh, some of these things uh, without commentary from Matthew 24 to describe the kind of storm that I'm talking about. Verse 21. So there will be greater anguish than at any time since the world began. And it will never be so great again. In fact, unless that time of calamity is shortened, not a single person will survive. But it will be shortened for the sake of God's chosen ones. Then if anyone tells you, look, here is the Messiah, or there he is, don't believe it, for false messiahs and false prophets will rise up and perform great signs and wonders. So as to deceive, if possible, even God's chosen ones. So Jesus foretold about these terrible days and about his return. So, um... He says in verse 25, See, I have warned you about this ahead of time. So if someone tells you, look, the Messiah is out in the desert, don't bother to go and look. Or look, he's hiding here, don't believe it. For as the lightning flashes in the east and shines to the west, so it will be when the Son of Man comes. Just as the gathering of vultures shows where there is a carcass nearby, So these signs will indicate that the end is near. Immediately after the anguish of those days, the sun will be darkened, the moon will give no light, the stars will fall from the sky, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. So Jesus uh, gave this warning uh, as an encouragement so that we would know this was coming, so that we would know how to live, so that we would know how to be prepared, so that we would warn other people that there is a storm coming to help get them prepared. People need to receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Matthew 24, verse 30. Uh, then at last the sign that the Son of Man is coming will appear in the heavens. There will be deep mourning among the peoples, all the peoples of the earth, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send out his angels with a mighty blast of a trumpet, and they will gather his chosen ones from all over the world, from the farthest ends of the earth and heaven. Uh, heaven and earth will disappear, but my words will never disappear. However, no one knows the day or hour when these things will happen, not even the angels in heaven or the Son himself. Only the Father knows. When the Son of Man returns, it will be like it was in Noah's day. In those days before the flood, the people were enjoying banquets and parties and weddings right up to the time Noah entered his boat. People didn't realize what was going to happen until the flood came and swept them all away. That is the way it will be when the Son of Man comes. So we've been warned that Jesus is going to return. We've been warned and... Uh, we should be prepared. As a matter of fact, in Second uh, Peter uh, three ten and 11, uh, Peter writes, The day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire. And the earth and everything done in it will be laid bare. And this is what he says about preparing for the storm. Uh, verse 11, Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? You ought to live holy and godly lives. Yeah, because we want to be with Jesus. When all the destruction comes, Jesus will keep us safe. Uh, It will be great days ahead for the believer in Christ. So uh, 2 Thessalonians 1, uh, verse 7 through 10 talks about uh, the penalty, about the suffering, about the separation that happens to those people that don't know Christ when Jesus returns. Those without Christ are separated forever from God and his power. Uh, Verse 7, it starts in the middle of a sentence. Give relief to you who are troubled and to us as well. This will happen when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven in blazing fire and with his powerful angels. He will punish those who do not know God and do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. They will be punished with everlasting destruction and shut out from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his might. On the day he comes to be glorified by his holy people and to be marveled at among all those who have believed. This includes you because you have believed our testimony to you marveled can you imagine the day when jesus returns and you're realizing all that you believed in the faith that you spoke of the things that you taught uh the future things that you trusted the bible was true you uh invested your you bet your life on it uh you invested your future in it and then it's happening that will be marvelous that will be exciting that will be the best day ever Uh, for those that don't know christ it will be terrible Revelation 20:14. Uh, eventually the people that reject Christ, whose names aren't written in the book of life, are cast into the lake of fire. It says in Revelation 20, verse 14, Then death and the grave were thrown into the lake of fire. This lake of fire is the second death, and anyone whose name was not found recorded in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. That is a terrible storm. We need to prepare people so that they don't go there so that they'll believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and that they will be saved so revelation three ten says because you have uh, this is written to the church at uh, Philadelphia uh Jesus says, uh, because you have obeyed my command to persevere, I will protect you from the great time of testing that will come upon the whole world to test those who belong to this world and in first thessalonians 1.10, It says, they speak of how you are looking forward to the coming of God's Son from heaven, Jesus, whom God raised from the dead. He is the one who has rescued us from the terrors of the coming judgment. I believe that the church will be taken out of the uh, way uh, when the tribulation is happening on the earth and that we will be with Jesus. So uh, Jesus will be um, analyzing and judging us for the works and rewarding us, and then there will be the marriage supper of the Lamb, and then we'll all be clothed in white, and we will return with Jesus when he returns to earth. Um, Anyway, I talked about that last week. But what about now? Uh, You need to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. You need to place your faith in Christ and accept his offer of salvation. So in John 1.12, it says, Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. So when we receive Christ, we are adopted into God's family. Uh, We are saved from the penalty of our sins. John 3.36, Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the Son will not see life for god's wrath remains on them on him a great way to do that is by acknowledging your desire to be saved and follow christ uh, through prayer Um, prayer is talking to god and a great way to do this is by praying something like lord jesus i acknowledge that i am a sinner and that you died on the cross for sins and rose again Lord Jesus, please forgive me of my sin and come into my life and save me and make me the person you created me to be. I want to follow after you. Or something like that. Another great way to acknowledge your faith in Christ is to be baptized as a believer. So, um, uh, Acts, what are we supposed to be doing until Jesus returns? Uh, When is Jesus going to return? Uh, We don't know. No one knows the time. But here's what we're to do. Acts 1, 6 through 8. Uh, when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? Uh, that will happen in the millennium, actually, when Jesus reigns on earth for a thousand years. Uh, number verse seven, he replied, The Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times. They are not for you to know. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So we're to be telling people about Jesus. We're to be making disciples. Uh, We have a job to do. So, So number one, let's live like there's a storm coming. And number two, let's keep alert and stay prepared. Number two, let's keep alert and stay prepared. So, uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 4. But you aren't in the dark about these things, dear brothers and sisters, and you won't be surprised when the day of the Lord comes like a thief. For you are all children of the light and of the day. We don't belong to darkness and night. So be on your guard, not asleep like the others. Stay alert and be clear-headed. Night is the time when people sleep and drinkers get drunk we need to stay alert we need to stay sober we need to do all that we can to keep living for jesus uh we have been told these things so um you know i love to see the northern lights really hard to see them though uh sometimes they're like oh we're gonna see the northern lights tonight and then there's clouds or if you're in the city you can't see them because all the city lights the best place to go is like in the middle of some farm road and Uh, far far from the town. Um, So um, but sometimes they come and we should be prepared. Uh, If you see the northern lights in the place that I live happening in the middle of the night, you call me and wake me up because I want to go see them. So uh, um, we need to be prepared. We need to be alert and know that it could happen. Uh, We're always getting tornado warnings and then uh, most of the time we don't get run over by a tornado, but it could happen. And we should keep alert and prepared. Uh, we should do all we can to avoid getting COVID and spreading COVID to others. So even as we suffer COVID fatigue, uh, we should still work to stay healthy and help keep others healthy. Uh, there's no time to be a lazy Christian. Uh, soon this life will soon be passed, but only what's done for Christ will last. So stay alert, First Peter 5, 8. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. So we're supposed to be soldiers of Christ, and we should wait. We should watch. Uh, we should be constantly alert uh, that the enemy is trying to trick us, deceive us, uh, destroy us. Um, Peter described uh, the devil as a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Uh, lions attack sick, young, or straggling animals. They choose victims who are alone or not alert. Lions prowl quietly, watching and waiting, suddenly pouncing when they're victims, least sp- suspect it. They use fear caused by their roar to drive their prey into the jaws of another lion. So Peter warned believers to be alert for Satan because in times of suffering and persecution, uh, he walks up and down the earth looking for someone uh, he and his demons can attack and defeat. We need to be alert. We need to be aware. We need to be constantly remembering that the Lord could return at any time. And we need to keep working to serve and to share Christ. You know, when believers feel alone, when they feel weak and they feel helpless and cut off from other believers, they can be so, become so focused on their troubles that they forget to watch for danger. In those times, believers are especially vulnerable to Satan's attacks, which come in various forms, often at a person's weakest spot. Temptation, fear, loneliness, worry, depression, persecution. So always be alert. Always be prepared so um second peter 318 rather you must grow in the grace and knowledge of our lord and savior jesus christ all glory to him both now and forever so we need to be growing in our faith we need to be growing in knowledge the best way to do that is to learn it and then to teach it to someone so we need to keep being uh prepared we need to learn grow teach and share and number three let's be dressed for success and full of encouragement Dressed for success and full of encouragement So first, Thessalonians 5, verse 8 through 11. Let us who live in the light be clear-headed, protected by the armor of faith and love, and wearing as our helmet the confidence of our salvation. For God chose to save us through our Lord Jesus Christ, not to pour out his anger on us. Christ died for us so that whether we are dead or alive, when he returns, we can live with him forever. So encourage each other and build each other up, just as you are already doing. So dressed for success. That was a book in the 80s, actually, that said that you should um, dress well so that you'll be more likely to be promoted and that people will respect you more. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. Um, so be prepared. So I, um, I'm i big into being prepared. So I usually sleep in my gym shorts so that in case something happens in the middle of the night, I can jump up and uh, go help or, or whatever it is. So uh, if the house catches on fire, which would be terrible, uh, I can run out And not be embarrassed but uh, what I was wearing but anyway to be prepared we usually keep our gas our uh, our cars our vehicles uh, full of gas in case we need to go somewhere actually there's been some people that have come or called me and asked me to take them to the hospital in the middle of the night because I'm cheaper than an ambulance and I pray a lot for them along the way but anyway so this breastplate this armor of faith Uh, Armor of faith and love uh, protects the heart of the soldier. Faith protects our heart. So when we really believe that Jesus Christ saves us from sin and death and delivers us from the judgment of God, we focus our lives upon Jesus Christ. Love protects our hearts when we really see the love of Christ for us. um, then we worship him. Love um, motivates us. Uh, Love draws us. We never have to die. We never have to bear the punishment of sin, all because Jesus loved us so much and we placed our faith in him. We look forward to his return. The helmet, uh, the confidence we have in salvation. We must keep our minds and lives focused upon Christ and the confidence of our salvation. We live and move and have our being in the great hope God has given of living forever with him. So we pursue Christ. We live for Christ and we know that uh, we have an eternal future with Christ. Believers have faith and love to protect our hearts and hope to keep their minds focused on the goal of God's eternal kingdom. Matthew 22, uh, 37 through 40, Jesus replied, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. And this is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. So this is the way we need to live our life. This is the way that uh, the two things that we can focus on. When we look at the Bible, we're like, wow, there's a lot of things that we could look at trying to obey. We just focus on the primary two. And then we know that as a result of loving God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, uh, and uh, loving others, that then we'll want to do the other things that God wants us to do also. So um, we need to keep our lives free of sin. Uh, it's easy to get dirty in the world, to get to contaminate to get contaminated by the world's sin. Uh Romans 13, 12, the night is almost gone. The day of salvation will soon be here. So remove your dark deeds like dirty clothes and put on the shining armor of right living. So um we need to take that sin off. We need to put on good deeds as though they are protective armor for battle. So um when we um well, Paul, actually, in um, Ephesians 6, uh, verse 10, he, he talked more about that. Ephesians six ten through 17, uh, Paul said, uh, finally be strong in the Lord and his mighty power, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. And so uh, you can read more about that. But basically, we need to be dressed for success. We need to be prepared we need to live for christ first john one seven says if we're living in the light as god is in the light then we have fellowship with each other and the blood of jesus his son cleanses us from all sin If we claim we have no sin we are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth but if we confess our sins to him he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness so uh, when we come into a relationship with christ when we're saved we are saved from the sins of the past the sins of today and the sins we're going to commit tomorrow but when the holy spirit brings to mind that we have sinned and done something wrong we need to confess that we need to acknowledge that a prayer like lord jesus i realized that that thing that i did or that thing that i thought that was wrong and sinful um i acknowledge that uh, Please forgive me and help me not to do it again. I want to live the life that uh, you want me to live. I want to live a blessed life. Please forgive me of that sin. Thank you for forgiving me me of that sin and helping me to move forward in my relationship with you. Uh, Ask to be forgiven and then accept the forgiveness. Philippians 3.21 says, He will take our weak mortal bodies and change them into glorious bodies like his own using the same power with which he will bring everything under his control. So even more than taking off uh, dirty clothes, even more than cleaning up, uh, eventually we're going to get glorified perfect bodies that are good for all of eternity. He's going to take our weak mortal bodies and change them into glorious bodies like his own, like Jesus' body when he was resurrected. And we have that to look forward to, and that is so exciting. So better than new clothes, uh, new bodies, that is encouragement. We're supposed to be encouraging each other with these words, building each other up with these words. So, um, you know, when I think about uh, serving the Lord and sacrifices made and uh, financial sacrifices when I give to the church as an act of worship. Um, you know, When I um, make a choice to not buy something or do something instead to uh, give to the Lord as an act of worship, uh, I believe that's storing up treasure in heaven. When I uh, serve, when I spend time with the Lord, when I put the Lord first in things, when I could do other things, when I could focus on myself, Instead of the things that Christ wants me to do, um, I always remember that the Lord sees and the Lord rewards. You know, some of my favorite Bible verses are uh, Psalm 37, Delight yourself in the Lord, and He'll give you the desires of your heart. And Matthew six thirty three, that says, Seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and He'll provide everything you need. Um, and then Revelation twenty two twelve, that says, Look, Jesus says, Look, I'm coming soon bringing my reward with me to repay all people according to their deeds. I'm the Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes. They will be permitted to enter through the gates of the city and eat their fruit from the tree of life. I am excited about that. I look forward to that. I know that is going to happen, and I'm very excited. So next week, I'm going to talk about how to be a happy, helpful, and holy Christian. So it almost sounds like there should be a song there. But anyway, uh, next week, how to be a happy, helpful, and holy Christian. So, um, again, you are invited. Uh, River Rock Church is uh, a meeting outside at 10 a.m. on Sundays. For those unable to attend, we are putting up church-at-home resources. Uh, this video, uh, children's bulletins, uh, links to children's church resources at riverrockchurch.com slash watch. So you can find the links there. So, uh. The youth group, adult life groups, uh, prayer group, student Bible quizzing, uh, they're meeting uh, in person. So check our website for more information about that. River Rock Church is supported by the faithful giving of those who care about River Rock Church. So we're uh, supported and able to move forward because of faithful giving. So you can give in person on Sundays in the uh, offering box. they are not passing the offering basket now. You can give by mail at P.O. Box 184, Bell Plain Minnesota, 56011. You can go to riverrockchurch.com give to see our online giving options, uh, including uh, our mobile app and uh, giving by text. So um, when you give, you're storing up treasure in heaven. You're honoring God through giving as worship. And you're helping us to move forward. If you have a prayer request or want to share an answer to prayer, uh, riverrockchurch.com/pray, and then we'll take those prayer requests and send those to the people on our email prayer group. If you'd like to listen to past messages or share this message uh, by audio, go to riverrockchurch.com/listen to see the links to all the services that uh, we have our messages posted on, including Spotify, Google Play Music, Stitcher, iTunes, etc. Uh, you can go to riverrockchurch.com/watch to find our links to our Facebook and YouTube videos. So, um, again, next week, how to be a uh, happy, helpful, and holy Christian? Uh, we hope that uh, not only will you watch these videos and share them, but you will attend. River Rock Church, let me pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you for the people who are watching. I pray that you would provide every need that they have. I pray that you would help us all to be ready for your return. And that will be so exciting when we get to see you face to face, that we will have uh, many great works to uh, be evaluated and rewarded for when you uh, judge our works. Lord, I thank you uh, for salvation. I thank you for religious freedom. I thank you for all that you've blessed us with. Uh, Lord, I thank you for these people that watched. I pray again that you provide for every need in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Thanks for watching. Hope to see you Sunday. You've been listening to a message from River Rock Church. River Rock Church exists to help people of all ages connect to Christ and live well lives. W stands for worshiping, E for encouraging, L for learning, and L for loving. God wants you to be well.